This is a Willits Point Shea Stadium bound 7 express train. The next and last stop is Willits Point Shea Stadium. Subway to Shea podcast, Anthony Rivera here with you talking about all the news and happenings surrounding that team from Queens, the New York Mets. Episode 67 is here. It's upon us. And I know, Mets fans, I know you're frustrated. I know you're upset with how everything has turned out against Houston as Houston basically swept us away in both two-game series. But it's okay. Not that it's okay that you know, we should be fine that they lost. Take a step back. Take a deep breath. I think everything will be okay. And I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to get also frustrated a little bit too. We got a lot to talk about today, but today's a big day. For the first time in Subway to Shea history, we're going to have two guests on at once. Yes, two guests on at once. They will be joining us in just a few moments and we'll get to them shortly. I will leave that little teaser there for you, but it's July 4th weekend and the guests are going to tie in with July 4th weekend because we're talking about baseball, we're talking about barbecue, we're going to talk about the New York Mets. All of that is coming up. So, joining me now are the hosts of the podcast Baseball and Barbecue on the Believe Podcast Network and that is Believe spelled B L E A V. Jeff Cohen and Leonard Aberman. Jeff and Leonard, how are you guys doing? Good. Good. Doing. Thanks for having us on, Anthony. Thanks, Anthony. Yeah, we're doing okay. Doing okay. I, I, I know there's a lot of struggle with the Mets right now, but it's July 4th weekend, so why not get into baseball and barbecue at the same time? Exactly. Agreed, but can we address one thing, Anthony, first? Absolutely. I'm a little concerned. I'm a little worried about you, Anthony. Sure. I got to tell you. <laughs> I heard I heard one of your episodes, you know, I'm a fan, and you said you were suffering from burnout. What's going on, Anthony? Yeah, you know, you know, sometimes you just need a break. And I think I got just enough of what I needed. I took about like two weeks hiatus. I'm back. I'm ready to go. There's going to be more content coming out soon post All-Star break. So everything is good on my end now. Sometimes you just need just a just a breather, just a a break. This past weekend I went down the shore, got to enjoy nice. the weekend off. Sometimes nice. you just need to take one, you know, take one off. All right. Nice. We we were worried about you, so I'm glad <laughs> we, we you know, we we're a caring podcast yes. and we we wanted to make sure you were. Okay. Oh, absolutely. All of us content creators, you know, care for each other and you know, we're all in the same line of what we're doing and I'm really enjoying having this on. I've got to say that, you know, I love what your podcast brings to the table. Jeff, you focus on the baseball side of things. Leonard, you're more of the barbecue guy, but instead of me describing it, Len, for my listeners who, you know, may not have listened to the podcast of Baseball and Barbecue, give them a little insight into what is discussed. I, I know it's all in the title but just a little more in depth on what the podcast is about okay so uh jeff is definitely the uh, the baseball savant 
<laughs> but but I, I like to think that I could hold my own with uh, with the baseball. I just don't, uh, I can't, you know, tell you the uniform number or uh, uh, these little statistics that Jeff comes up with is quite amazing. But we, we are Baseball and Barbecue started, it's, it's in December, it will be five years that we're doing this. And started off, Jeff and I uh, wanted to do, uh, we, we talked all the time about baseball, we have barbecues. I mean, I don't know if we talked as much about barbecue, but we certainly enjoyed doing it. And we said, you know, maybe people might actually be interested in listening to what we have to say. We felt like we were the two, the two last schmucks that didn't have a, sorry if <laughs> schmuck is not a good word for the podcast, didn't have a podcast. So we said, you know what, people might be interested in hearing what we have to say. That lasted maybe two to three episodes. <laughs> and then we said, we've got to get guests. <laughs> and so we did. We started out with Bob Kendrick, who's the president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum in mm -hmm. Kansas City, Missouri. I think then we had a, a, the Noah Glanville, who um, owns a company called Pit Barrel Cookers, which is a, a, a smoking device. And we went from there. And it's been a great ride. I am so thankful that I do this with Jeff, because if I didn't, I think two episodes max, maybe <laughs> I would have made. Um, Jeff is the organized one. He's constantly, you know, saying, who, who are we going to get next? This person has this book out. This person has, you know, th this person's going to be here. We, we're going to do this. We, can you contact this person? And we've gotten extremely lucky to have some incredible people on from the baseball world, the barbecue world. You know, um, Anthony, did you know that there's a barbecue hall of fame? I did not. Well, there is, and we've had on several people from the Barbecue Hall of Fame. And, and let me, we've had our first Baseball Hall of Famer on recently, and that is, uh, was Jim Cott, which, uh, which was thrilling to have, uh, you know, we tried to, we, we've had players on before, uh, but Jim Cott being a, a Hall of Famer was, was great. And even though we, we really don't focus on Mets, game, Mets uh, players, we have had a lot of them. Howard Johnson uh, is a great example. I have, he, is, he loves the barbecue, so he, he does both. Uh, Steve Traxel as well. And uh, we've had on Nelson Figueroa. Uh, we've had on actually Sandy Alderson. We've had on Bobby Valentine. So even though it's not Mets-centric, we, we have tend to have our share of, of former Mets. And that's yes. what I love so much about the podcast. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm very Mets-centric podcast, but there's also a lot of Mets-centric podcasts. We cover a lot of the same things. So we have to find ways to be distinctive and be different. And with you guys, you know, obviously, you're talking about baseball, but, like, you, you're really talking about two of the greatest pastimes in the world, baseball and barbecue, and you, you combine them in such a way that makes it, you know, fun, enjoyable to listen to. You have great interviews. So, Jeff, I'm going to ask you, you listed off some of the names of some of the guests that you've had. What was your favorite baseball interview that you've had so far? Wow, that's a, that's a great question. You know, I, I, the first time Len and I took a road trip, we went to Citizens Bank Ballpark because we knew Greg Luzinski had a barbecue concession there. And he's out there all the time. So we were able to get a private interview with him. We had our, our, our digital recorder with us. And we were able to just go in a private room, talk to him, talk about his career. And it was just fantastic. It was just, just a thrill. Because it was the first time we were really, you know, meeting a major league player for a podcast. And that, that was great. And then he fed us everything at the, at the barbecue <laughs> joint. That's that's what's so most we important. Were, you got to get, you have to eat as well. Exactly. 
place. But yeah, he was a he was a thrill. Uh, you know, we, we've had on so many people. And you know what? One of the nicest people I talked to, we talked to, was Ed Hearn, uh, mm. eighty six on the eighty six Mets. Mm-hmm. You know, he was traded for David Cohn, but then he had all these health problems, so he only played a few games when once he got to Kansas City. But he was such an inspirational speaker, and he was just. You know, he was number 49. So when I went to Mets fantasy camp this past season, uh, I took number 49 in, for honor. He, he couldn't make it this year. And I, I said, you know what? I got to go for Ed Hearn. He was, he was great. He was a great guy to talk to. I got to make it out there for one of these fantasy camps one year. Uh, I told my wife, you know, for my 40th birthday, all I want, I don't want a birthday party. I want to do Mets fantasy camp. So I, I got to get out there one summer. I've always wanted to go down to Port St. Lucie. I haven't been down there yet. And I just want to just enjoy that that atmosphere play baseball maybe one more time because i've seen videos i've watched some videos on youtube and i've heard people feel in pain after the whole thing is all over with <laughs> some people were in pain I, I i got lucky because i you know i like to ride my bike so my legs were good uh it's it, i'm telling you anthony you gotta go it is the most fantastic time i did it once I'd love to do it again, but it was, and you're in the locker room, you're in, you're in the minor league locker room with the players, and my locker was, of course, from Mookie Wilson, and there's Dwight Gooden sitting, sitting over there, and there's Josh Tolley, just retired, he's over there, Howard Johnson, and and, um, and Joe Youngblood, who was, oh, Joe Youngblood, 70 years old, and he looked fantastic, he was ripped, and I was in a batting cage, and Nelson Figueroa was pitching to me, and I couldn't touch him. I mean, he's 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 almost fifty now. He's just throwing him in at ninety miles an hour. He's great. Besides the players, I gotta think that one of the most awesome things being down there is getting your own like full uniform getting to put that on, going out on the field, like you said, getting batting practice, throwing the ball around. That's got to be one of the most uh, great experiences, and I can't wait to one day get down there and do that. Oh, it, it definitely. They have everything in your locker from the home away home uniform, the away uniform, all the equipment. Uh, we, we, we we play a tournament, so that we there the drafts, we're on teams. My, my coach was Duffy Dyer and Ron Spavota, and here I am, a, you know, as Love the 69 Mets and hear these two guys on my, on my coaches. It was great. Len, now I'm going to ask you the same question. Who's been one of your favorite and maybe most informative guests that you've had on? All right, so I'm going to get to that, okay? But since you listen to the show, you know I never really get to something right away. So I'm going to get to it. But I just want to tell you, with, with the show, we try to do things different, you know, uh, differently on our show. So perfect example, um, it came time for, um, uh, for of course, for uh, Gil Hodges to, uh, you know, possibly get in the Hall of Fame. And we felt very strongly that he should. So what did we do? We had two episodes dedicated to it. We had Irene Hodges on, who's what a one, just a wonderful woman. We had Ed Cranepool. We had uh, Gary Mack, who's the host of a, another uh, Mets podcast. We had uh, some other guys from uh, uh, other shows. Kevin Kernan. Right. We had Kevin Kernan of The Post. And we dedicated two episodes. And notice he got in the Hall of Fame. Now, I'm not saying, <laughs> you know, well, okay, you know, take credit any other year, but we decide to do this, these episodes, he's in. You could interpret it however you want. Okay. Um, as far as guests, and I, I love having Hojo on. Um, because uh, for the baseball uh, and barbecue aspect, um, and also we had uh, we had Steve Traxel on again baseball. But the funny thing is when we when we booked Steve Traxel, he said, "Oh, and we could talk about my Traeger." Now we happen to have a guest host on the show often, 
uh, Doug Scheiding, who is a, a world champion pit master from Texas. And we had him on with Steve Traxel. So we do the baseball part. We do the barbecue part. And then we said, you know, Steve, we respect your time. We'll let you go. And Steve said, but wait, I have more questions. So Steve Traxel and Doug Scheiding, the pitmaster, are talking and talking. I, I think they're still talking, actually. <laughs> and uh, they're both they're both wine connoisseurs. Um, and and we formed like we made a, a relationship. Um, and and so but as far as barbecue, I mean, I can mention some names of people we've had. Um, we, we had on um, uh, the winner of uh, Master of Q. Um, Jeff, I, I forget her name. Uh, Ray, uh, I forget her er- name. Erica Blair. Erica Blair. Um, of course, we had on, um, uh, she's considered like barbecue royalty. That's um, Amy Mills. Amy Mills, thank you. We've had Tuffy Stone. We had on um, uh, Ed, Ran- Ed Randolph. Uh, these are barbecue people that I don't know, you know, if you're, if the listeners will know, although Tuffy Stone is, you know, on TV and Amy Mills is on TV. We had Sonny Moody was terrific. Um, we had, um, uh, we've had on uh, Ray Sheehan, who we've become very good friends with. He's a, uh, he owns a barbecue sauce company called Barbecue Buddha. He's opening a restaurant in New Jersey. Like I said, Doug Scheiding. Uh, there's another barbecue podcast um, with uh, Greg, Greg Rempe is the host. We've had him on a number of times. Paulie G, which is actually, Paulie G is a pizza guy. In uh, uh, He's got some a, a number of pizza places, but we had him on. He talked Yankees and so uh, we, let me just interrupt here one more. Please. We, we've had the Kansas City Barbecue <laughs> Society uh, CEO on. Oh, yeah. Emily Detweiler. Emily Detweiler, whose brother-in-law is Ross Detweiler, the pitcher most recently yeah. at the Washington Nationals. Just a coincidence. Yeah. So we've, yeah. So it's so, you know what? Every time we do an episode, and we'll probably finish with this episode, and we'll say, boy, Anthony's one of our favorite people to speak to. <laughs> Every it's like you know what it is. It's like saying which is your favorite child. You cannot pick. Every everybody has a story, and we love to hear it. We had on uh, the San Diego Chicken, Ted Giannalis. He was he was fantastic. We end the interview saying, you know, it's very brave of you uh, for a chicken to come on a barbecue podcast. (laughs) And his response was, "What do I care? Eat the competition." (laughs) So. You know, I mean, it's just every time we think that we we've had our favorite, we have somebody else on Bob Kendrick, just fan, fantastic storyteller, uh, great guest, Chad Ward uh, from Traeger. Terrific. So, I mean, I think that's I what's say, most important, too. I think yeah. the having all these different stories being told and, you know, sharing it with an audience so that they know and, you know, maybe one day they'll go out and, you know, go to the you know, the Negro Leagues Museum. And uh, that's a place that I definitely want to go to. And I've always wanted to interview Bob Kendrick. I, I follow him on, on Twitter and like what he did for Buck O'Neill and, you know, just all those players and how he's helped keep their stories alive. It's kind of something like what you guys are doing. I, you know, obviously, you know, these are more, um, I guess, uh, people that are still here, but, but these stories need to be told, uh, for, you know, people who love, you know, 
books on baseball or, or, you know, love to eat barbecue. These are like great stories to, you know, give to the audience so that they they know about these things. And, and it's a great thing that you guys, what you guys are doing. Again, I'm here with Jeff Cohen and Leonard Aberman, the hosts of the podcast Baseball and Barbecue. And, you know, we're going to segue a little bit. We're going to talk about the Mets because I, I know it's going to be hard because they've had a rough, I want to say a couple of weeks not terrible, uh, which it may seem like on Twitter from a lot of fans <laughs> that uh, the end is near. But we're going to segue. We're going to come back to barbecue in a little bit. Houston, we still have a problem with the Astros. They took two games from the Mets again in this little short two-game set. They took the two games in Houston. They come to Queens and City Field, and they take two games there. Tuesday's game, a 9-1 to loss. Mets were out of it. Wednesday's game was a pitching Duel, something that, you know, I really haven't seen this season in a while. The Mets are either crushing or being crushed. That's how it feels like for most of the season. Uh, In Tuesday's game, Carlos Carrasco struggled again, gave up four runs in the first inning, and he's had a a tough couple of weeks. And, you know, they go to the bullpen, chasing Streve. His struggles continued, didn't even get through an inning, only got one out, but gave up three earned runs, two home runs. He's had a tough season. Then you go to to Wednesday's game, and Taiwan Walker has probably been outside of Max Scherzer, and I don't want to count him because he's injured right now, but outside of Max Scherzer, Taiwan Walker has probably been the best starting pitcher that the Mets have had. And I know that, you know, Carrasco had won eight games and, and only had three. Now he's got probably four or five losses. But Taiwan Walker, you know, has pitched so well uh, coming back from what was probably the worst second half for him, probably just went through burnout. We talked about burnout earlier. I feel like he went through burnout himself. Um, He pitched well. Edwin Diaz came into the game in the eighth inning, got two big strikeouts from two big batters. However, Drew Smith gives up another big home run, and, you know, the bullpen is struggling. What is your biggest takeaway, both of you guys? What is your biggest takeaway from this series? Well, I I agree. The first game was was just... A throwaway game. They got they got uh, killed in that game. It was it was just a throwaway game. I was very encouraged pitching wise for for Wednesday's game. You know, Tyron Walker pitched a fantastic game, and unfortunately for him, he went up against a guy who's going to walk into the Hall of Fame one day, Justin Verlander, and they only got two hits. You know, I I what are you going to do? It's Justin Verlander. You know, the, the offense is just not clicking. I mean, this I mean, especially on, on Tuesday's game where they 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 just scored one run in the ninth inning. You know. They really haven't gotten gotten their wheels under them yet. I mean, yeah, they've they've won two, they've lost one, they've won three, they lost two. You know, they, I think their longest winning streak is six games, and that was when they took the 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 home uh, sweep of the Phillies and Nationals. But they got to go on a run of 15 out of 20 just to make me feel good. <laughs> I mean, they had just have gotten. I mean, look, the best record in the National League. Look, win three, win two out of every three games. You're, you're a six, six sixty six winning percentage. That's fantastic. But they really need to go on a, a nice hot streak one of these days. And I felt feel that they haven't gotten there yet. And uh, you know, and remember, nothing with uh, Degrom and Scherzer has been out a month now. Once these guys come back, you know, maybe you know those games against Berlander will be uh, turning off favor. Len, what do you Len? think is the you know the biggest takeaway from this whole series? So I'm going to make a lot of money because I'm going to offer therapy to Met fans. <laughs> Because it's a long season. The Mets, they're slumping a little bit. 
they built up a cushion, but they're in a good division. Atlanta's, you know, obviously showing what they have. And Houston is, except for the Yankees, Houston might be, Houston's probably the second best team in the American League. Actually, Houston might be as good as the Yankees. You know, the Yankees, obviously, like a 30, I think after today, they're 36 games over 500. But Houston is a great team. And uh, so I just think the Mets, they're slumping a little bit. It's not... It's the same team other than some injured players that they had. So you're going to get Scherzer back. DeGrom will hopefully come back eventually and we'll be okay. So let me just, let me just assure all the Met fans. Okay. Don't jump. Okay. Just look out the window and you'll be okay, but don't jump. Yeah, a lot of people comparing this season to last season. I know the Braves are close, and you know what? To be fair, they might end up winning the division. They're the world champs. They were, you know, they're not to be taken lightly just because they had that slumpy start. Now we're getting into that slump that they had. Mm-hmm. But we, exactly. we should not be, you know, giving up on them this early and comparing it to last season. You know, last season, they were, what, maybe five or six games over 500 at the most. Here, we're mm-hmm. 19, 20 games over right. 500. And without and our two best Buck pitchers, Showalter. you got Buck yeah, Showalter. Buck yeah. Okay, that's the difference. I always say, you know, the Mets, they, they build up this Mets team. You get really good parts. It's like a car. It's a high-end car. You've got a great engine tires, everything. You're not going to put somebody who who just got their license as the driver, okay? The Mets have good leadership. Steve Cohen is, I mean, we are so lucky that we have a fan. Can you imagine you're, you're a fan of this team and you can just, you know, all these deals that you want to make, he can do. I mean, mm-hmm. he wanted Scherzer, here you go, you know? So between Cohen and Showalter, I, I think we're going to be okay. And if if we don't win the division, we'll we'll get a wild card. I'm not worried about that. I think that'll that'll be the case. And the only thing that I think that this, you know, series with the Astros, both series that they had, all this proves, I think, is maybe this is kind of a little bit of a rude awakening for the Mets. You know, if everything works out, they'll be playoff bound, but maybe they're not quite ready to hoist the World Series trophy just yet. And I talked about this last week on the podcast, but... You know, what is the biggest need for the Mets right now? Let's not, you know, minus Scherzer and DeGrom coming back. You know, to me, I always have to be under, you know, the thought that maybe DeGrom just won't come back this season. Because who knows, maybe he gets hurt again. And I I don't want to put that on him or whatever, but... I always have to be, maybe he's not coming back. So what else can the Mets do? As we get closer to the trade deadline, what do you guys think the Mets' biggest need is? Pitching. They need some more pitch. You want starting pitching? You want relief pitching? A little bit of both? Can I have both? Absolutely. I always think that, (laughs) you know, last season the Mets struggled so much and it was one thing affecting the other, right? So all the starting pitchers got hurt last year, which means that the bullpen got taxed and they got taxed in the first half. And by the time we got to the second half, they were, you know, tired and and done with and then both stunk. So I think if we could get a starting pitcher, a a reliever, we desperately need a left-handed reliever in there, maybe another righty. The way that they kind of you know, rebuilt the lineup and changed a lot of people in the lineup, which worked so much in the first half. If they could somewhat do that to the bullpen and add a couple of different pieces here and there, I think that that could help. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I, 
I, I, I like to have some bullpen pieces, but more importantly, I like to have the bullpen, you know, have less walks. I mean, that's what kills Huge. them. All those base, all those bases on balls. That that's just it just kills them. And you know, you, you can't defense against that. They have a, they have a real problem with with uh, pitching. Uh, you know, bullpen giving up walk. That's uh, been a big problem. Well, outside uh, of pitching too, and you mentioned this about the lineup, uh, Jeff, earlier, and I wanted to get into this. Um, I said in the middle of May that I was willing to give Dom Smith and J.D. Davis until the end of June to get, you know, their act together, figure this out. And, well, we're at the end of June, and both of them seem to be, they, they really haven't been big producers. You know, Dom has already been set down. His biggest accomplishment this year was helping us get rid of Robinson Cano. That, exactly, to me, was yes. the biggest thing that he's done so far this season. And then you go to J.D. Davis... And, you know, the power's not there. He hasn't been the same since 2019. All I hear about on, you know, Twitter and even on the broadcast is how hard he hits the ball, exit velocity, all this stuff. Exactly. And to me, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of overrated. I get the stats and all, but if there's no production behind those stats and whether he's unlucky or not, hitting with the exit velocity. What matters in the end is, is he driving in runs? Is he getting it on base? Those are the things that matter. And neither him or Dom Smith are doing that at all. No, they're not. They've been very disappointing years for them. I think Dom is what they say, a 4A player. I mean, you expect, you thought you'd get more out of him, especially after the 2020 season when he was, uh, I know it was a short season, but he was really, really good there. And he was sent down this year. He thought he'd figure it out and he really didn't. So yeah, I think they're going to have to upgrade at that position, at the DH position. And, you know, looking at rosters around, you, know, you got to look at the bad teams because everybody else is in it because of the extended uh, wildcard system. So I'm thinking maybe, what do you think about him trying to get Trey Mancini from the Orioles? The Orioles aren't going anywhere, and he's a, a professional hitter. Yeah, I've, I've mentioned that name last week. There was also um, Josh Bell was also another name. Josh I know Bell. he's in the Nationals, and, you know, that might be harder to trade from, but he may be someone, um, maybe if they could get one of the pitchers from Cincinnati, they can take on a Mike Moustakis's contract and maybe that'll work. I feel like now with this Mets ownership, there's so many options and moves that they can make, but they definitely have to get this thing situated because Dom Smith can play first base. J.D. Davis can't really play a position, but then that's it for them. Like they're not right. versatile like a Luis Guillorme is, or, you know, uh, even with um, the Mets having, you know, some of the outfielders that, that can do things like if these guys aren't hitting what is their worth and what is their purpose? You put them at the bottom of the lineup and the lineup's already tough at the bottom. You have Eduardo mm -hmm. Escobar who has barely produced and then you have James McCann who... He's not going to hit at all. We're just, you know, I, we're at the point where he's just not going to hit and he's just there to, you know, frame pitches, help the rotation out and, and the bullpen out and throw guys out at second. If he's not doing that, he's not hitting at all. So that bottom of the lineup, it, and it stinks because sometimes you'll get Jeff McNeil who has to go to eighth to just right. try to split everybody up and, and try to get people going and, and the lineup suffers because of it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I was shocked when he was batting eighth uh, on Tuesday Tuesday's game. He should have been right up there right after uh, right after Alonzo, but what are you going to do? That's why I'm not the manager. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, a couple things. One, it's good to know this is definitely a Mets podcast because I'm hearing <laughs> we're complaining. <laughs> so we picked the, the timing is perfect. Um, I wanted to ask you a question. Subway to Shea. Now, we, being the old 
the old coots. Uh, you know, Shea Stadium is our is is our jam. But the the younger generation hear Shea and they're like, what, what 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 is this about? What made you decide to call it Subway to Shea? I've always loved Shea Stadium, and um, ever since I was a little kid, when we would when I used to live in New York, we would drive past the stadium at night, and I would always see the lights of the neon lights of the players, and that always just like attracted me to the Mets. And my mother was a Met fan. '98 comes around, you know, we get Piazza and all, and, and that's where like the love of of, you know, Shea Stadium grew for me. City Field's taken a little longer to, you know, come close to because it was made, you know, primarily because Wilpon was the love of the Brooklyn Dodgers. So you have it looking like Ebbets Field and all that stuff. So I always have a, you know, close place in my heart for Shea Stadium. And I know a lot of people say, you know, the place was a dump, but it was our dump. I've, I've always loved Shay for that reason. Before I let you guys go, July 4th this weekend, what are you guys cooking up? Because, you know, you all guys are baseball and barbecue. So, you know, what are you cooking up for the holiday weekend? When? You barbecue guy? Oh, I gotta have some, uh, we gotta have some ribs and uh, some chicken, burgers, some dogs. The tradition. Hot dogs. <laughs> Traditional. I think um, I'm going to, I think I'm going to uh, make a uh, smoked queso beer dip. Okay. I'm going to try, um, try. I have a recipe and I'm going to give that a try. That sounds great, by the way. Yeah. All of it, actually, because I, I can be, I can, I like, you know, getting into getting creative, but I also just like my burgers and dogs. So it, it all sounds good to me. Are you guys, um, do you guys tailgate outside of games? And if you tailgate, do you like bring a grill? I know there's, there's tailgaters and then there's tailgaters out there. No, I've never tailgated. I mean, I, I when I pass all the time, I, I just don't get there early enough to uh, be there exactly. and tailgate. I, although I'd love to, you know, just stop in and 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 you know, crash one of those tailgate parties. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, too much. To I when I like to get to the game, I like to eat inside and you know, leave the leave the cooking at home. <laughs> Uh, Same I, here. When I go to the game. <laughs> Same yeah. here. And there's so much now to try at City Field besides like Nathan's hot dogs. They got all these different places to try and eat stuff from. Exactly. You got to try it all out there. So, uh, Jeff, Len, it was great having you both on. Let everyone know what you're working on next and where they can follow you on social media. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, we're on uh, Twitter at Baseball and BBQ. We have a Facebook page or an Instagram where it's Baseball and Barbecue, where barbecue's all sold out all spelled out and we have uh some great episodes coming out we used to be uh, bi-weekly now we're weekly so our next episode is going to going to uh feature uh, paul francis sullivan from uh, locked on mlb who, who does all of baseball and also ray sheen who's a uh, a barbecue uh pitmaster has a great book has some rubs and then uh, actually in, in following week is going to be terence moore who wrote a book on the great hank aaron uh, he calls himself the, the hank aaron whisperer and it was a just fantastic book and actually we had on the football insider ian rapaport and he's a big barbecue guy nice. so we had him on talking about little football little baseball and little barbecue so he's yes. a big met fan a big, and a big met fan exactly right yeah yeah we have a lot of authors on um you never know we we had uh we had nick mangold on uh because he had a barbecue sauce so 
you never know who we're going to have on. It's just, uh, it, it makes it, it makes it very entertaining. I always say, if you don't like one episode, go to the, uh, go to another one and maybe you'll like that one. Well, guys, I'm going to put your podcast link in the description of this week's episode of Subway to Shea. I can't thank you guys enough for coming on and we're definitely going to do this again at some point. Once also I get my whole YouTube component on, I'd like to do, you know, some live shows with you guys as well. And we're just going to have a good old time like we did right now. So I appreciate you guys coming on. Well, we appreciate it. And, thank you and Anthony, so thank you. And you uh, will hopefully come on our show. Anytime. Yes. I'm always available. So I appreciate you guys. And enjoy tomorrow's day off. I got to tell all the Mets fans, let's, let's take a little break away. Let's enjoy our Thursday. Don't think about it. And we'll be ready to go for Friday against Texas. Exactly. All right. Thank you guys you, take care. Bye-bye. You too. That was Jeff Cohen and Leonard Aberman, the hosts of Baseball and Barbecue, which is a part of the Believe Podcast Network. That is Believe, spelled B-L-E-A-V. Make sure to give it a listen, and I will put the link to the podcast in today's description of this week's Subway to Shape podcast. That's going to wrap up this week's podcast. Follow Subway to Shay on Twitter and Instagram at Subway to Shay. Listen to the show on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Pocket Cast. Turn on those notifications to never miss an episode of Subway to Shay. If you're a new listener to this podcast, welcome and thanks for joining us. I hope you can Consider subscribing on any of the platforms I just mentioned. Also, make sure to share it with your fellow Met fans. Let them know that this is the Mets podcast to listen to. If you've been a supporter this whole time, I can't thank you enough. This show wouldn't be where it is today without you. You are very important to me, and I really appreciate your support. Subway to Shea is global. This podcast is not only played in the United States, but also has reaches across the globe. And no matter where you listen, please take a few minutes to write me a review and let me know what you think of the show, what you like, what you don't like. I want to make this show better each and every week for you Met fans out there. So go on Apple Podcasts, rate the show from one to five stars, hopefully you're leaving me five stars, and leave comments in the review section. Here's a comment from C.J. Ramos. He goes, best Mets podcast of all. Anthony does indeed conduct the best Mets podcast of all. He shoots straight, doesn't dance around nor sugarcoat things. And best of all, he doesn't play favorites either. Anthony talks about all aspects of the team, baseball operation, and even the talk of the minors. The knowledge, stats, and information he shares are flawless. He makes the pod fun and interactive as well, not just with guests and content, but with interactive activities over Twitter and now expanding to YouTube as well. It has been fun watching the pod grow both in popularity, reach, and content. Proud he is a Mets fan and loves the team just as much or even more than we do. If you're looking for a podcast that tells you everything is great and hands down hands out trophies like a buffet, well, this isn't it. This pod is for the real Mets fan who is interested in what we need to do to win the pennant, get the World Series, and win it. Hashtag LGM. Hashtag LFGM. That's one of the longest reviews I've gotten so far. And I can't thank you enough, CJ Ramos. I appreciate you leaving the comment. So you, you can leave a long comment. You can leave a short comment. What I do is I make sure that I read each and every one on the podcast just so you can get an idea 
of you know what I'm talking about when it comes to the reviews. You can also rate the show on Spotify. That's another option you can do, whether on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Do me a favor, rate the show, review the show, and help this guy out. Don't forget to follow my work for Rising Apple. Rising Apple is a New York Mets site on the fan-sided network. You can read my articles by going to risingapple.com or checking out the links in the description of this week's podcast episode. Make sure to follow Rising Apple on Twitter, at Rising Apple Blog, and the Fan Sided Network, at Fan Sided. Thank you everyone for tuning in. I appreciate you all so very much, and that will do it for this week's podcast. Always remember to listen, subscribe, share, and review. For Anthony Rivera, you've been listening to Subway to Shea. Let's go Mets.